Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. I'm your host, Anthony. And if you can't tell already, Al is not in today. And filling in for Al is our man, Steven, uh, from the close up. What's up, Steven? Yo, what's going on, Anthony? I am psyched to be here. Uh, Al, I hope you are having a good work trip. Appreciate you letting me fill in. I got some big shoes to fill in, but I'm psyched to psyched to get into it, man. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, man. I've got some fancy dinner. They flew him out somewhere somewhere in the United States. They flew him out, and uh, he, uh, he couldn't make it on trade deadline. You believe he had to work all day on trade deadline? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's probably... Yeah, it's probably why nothing happened, right? Because he had, he had to work all day. He had probably. to work all day. Now he's probably sitting back at the hotel or you know restaurant having filet mignon and like some nice whiskey or something. Like yep, nice old. Go do you enjoy yourself? Yeah, must be nice. He called out. How do you call out on the podcast and not call out for the work? His priorities are all messed up. That's what it is. It's got to flip out. You know, you got to flip it around. You know, I, yeah. I had a. I had my a personal friend before we get into the show. A close friend of mine literally called out of work for 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 the for the day because he knew he just wasn't going to get anything done. I sat in the office of my boss's boss's office and didn't do anything for two hours. It was that's terrible. Awesome. That hopefully they don't listen to the show because you just outed yourself completely. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say that I was super productive today. I didn't pay attention to no magic news, nothing. I I, I focused. I knew what my priorities were. Um, but man, uh, if you don't know, Al spends a good amount of time during the week, kind of getting the agenda together for the podcast and make sure that we're we're squared away. He does a great job. But since he isn't here, we're just going to throw all that out the window. I'm I'm really sorry, Al. He's going to hear. It. He's going to be like, "Damn, I spent so much time on it." We're going to throw it out, and we're going to jump right into uh, the NBA trade deadline and kind of get our thoughts and our perspective from what didn't go down today. Um, but before we get into it. Just a quick word from our sponsors. The big game is finally here. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So, Steven, talk to me. NBA trade deadline. Um, it's cool. If you haven't heard, we hosted a Spaces uh, with Steven, Stanley, and Bryce. You guys killed it today. Had a lot of great participants and speakers from 1.30 to about 3.30. Um, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to everyone's reaction that came up there, you are able to listen to the playback. Um, on Twitter, on X, whatever it is that you call that platform now. But you are able to go back and listen to it. But Steven, the Magic didn't do anything. There was a lot of there was a lot of talks, man. We we've heard a lot of the rumors. We heard about a lot of the names. Could the Magic be interested in in Chris Paul? Could the Magic be interested in Kyle Lowry? We heard Tyus Jones. We heard Buddy Heald. We heard a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's really surprised. I think the the perspective that we've got across the fan base is that people are really. They're disappointed. People were expecting something. Even 
big names from the national media, they're a little confused as to why the Magic didn't do anything. Nonetheless, Magic, they decided this is the team that we're going to run with. Whatever those reasons may be, what are your what are your thoughts? Are you okay with the Magic not doing anything, sticking to their guns, sticking with what they have already, and then just kind of rolling with it? Man, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, first off, like, I was wrong. I was wrong this year. I thought the Magic were going to do a move. I didn't think they were going to do a sexy move, a big splashy move, um, but I thought there was going to be at least something because – Every year since the front office has joined this team, uh, I think it's since 2016, 17, something like that, yep. they've done a move every single trade deadline. So um, I figured we were going to be in line for some marginal move that, you know, maybe opened up space for another player to play or, or you know, brought in, brought in something. So I just, I thought that's what I thought was going to happen and we didn't get anything. Um, so that, that was a little surprising because it, it kind of broke the trend of doing something every single deadline. Am I sad we didn't do anything? Um, I'd say I'm like a little, little bummed. It would have been nice to just have like a little excitement, even if it was just like simply getting a different veteran on the bench in place of like Chumo KK or, um, you know, moving Gary Harris to open up more minutes for Anthony Black or and, you know, just little things like that. I didn't think anything splashy was going to happen. Um I think there's a couple things, man, when we really look at all this outside of like my personal excitement for just wanting something new and fresh to be on this roster. Um, I, I look at a lot of the names that we were actually tied to, right? We were never really tied to Buddy Heald, uh, but we were like people attached us a little bit to Malcolm Brogdon, to Tyus Jones, to Chris Paul, to Kyle Lowry, to a bunch of point guards, right? Uh, Deontay Murray, even him a little bit, right? Or at least we all thought we might be a little bit into it. None of those guys got moved, right? So what that tells me is those teams were probably asking way too much. And our front office was like, you know what? We're not going to overpay. We're not going to do something that we really shouldn't. And we can also just like address a little bit better with a little bit more long-term clarity um, this off season. So it's, it's, it's bummer. It's sad. I wish there was something exciting for us to talk about right now, but at the same point, I'm thankful we don't have something bad and we didn't overpay for something gnarly. Um, and that, you know, just, it kind of just shows that other teams also didn't want to go after whatever these asking prices were for like Tyus Jones and Malcolm Brogdon. Cause they were just, they're obviously just outrageous because they're still on those teams. They haven't moved. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like almost thankful. Um, but also a little bummed. Like, who doesn't like in talking about it? This this episode would be awesome if we were talking about Malcolm Brogdon on the Magic right now and like getting reactions to that. But instead, we're talking about continuing to run the same path, and it's not nearly as sexy as a conversation. But but it's I think it's okay. I think it's okay that we're in this place. What about you, man? What how are you feeling? Yeah, I I think first and foremost, if anyone's upset. If anyone's disappointed, I think everyone has a right to feel that way. Like it, it's trade deadline. This is the NBA. This is what people are excited about. Like people love trades, love transactions. Yeah, they love transactions. That's that's part of the sexiest thing about NBA basketball because NBA is all year long. Off season is an exciting time for NBA basketball. It just, it just is. And I think that people really wanted to move um, first and foremost because it's a trade deadline. Nobody wants. It's it's kind of like um 
it's kind of like being a kid and you see all your friends go outside and, and they're playing, but you're stuck in the house and you can't go outside and play, right? Everyone, all right. these teams, they're making a bunch of trades and we're stuck in the house and we're not allowed to go outside and play with the rest of the kids. That's pretty much what's happening, right? We made zero moves. And yes, the Magic have a lot of issues that we were hoping that they would address. It didn't at happen. At least one of them. Yeah, at least anything, right? Personally, I think that people would have been happy. Like, an example, if we would have traded for Tyus Jones, like, if we're being honest, Tyus Jones is not going to move the needle like that. Like, he's just not. He's not going to do that. I think, in my opinion, the minute that I saw Buddy healed off the board, it was like, eh. Like, for me, yeah, you could have traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, you could have done different things. It didn't happen, right? Um, and, and I think that, again, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be upset. The Magic are going to be big players in the offseason. Like, that's just that's just happening, right? And I think that for me, when you talk about what the goals are for this season, we have the players, we have the pieces to to be to reach that goal. And I think that the goal has shifted, right? In the beginning of the season, it was playing. The Magic started playing really good basketball. And although we weren't healthy, we were still winning games and the goalposts changed. And then it went from playing to now playoffs. Now we're expecting to make the playoffs. And with the team that we have, if we can stay healthy, that's still in sight. That's not going to change. Um, but with that said, you know, it doesn't mean that the Magic won't make any changes or adjustments. You still got players out that could be potential candidates on the buyout market. I want to throw a couple of names at you and then you just give me your your yes or no. Right. Tell me what you feel. If it's an immediate yes, if it's immediate no, or stand pat. So obviously the the name that uh we heard um connected to the magic from the national media, um, first and foremost, Kyle Lowry. Yes or no. Potential. He hasn't been bought out yet, but potential bio candidate. Is that something that you think that the magic could fall into? And then if you think that they could, is that something you would even want? I feel like Kyle would want to go to like a true contender, um, you know, go sign with with the Suns. I don't think we're a strong enough playoff team for him to really consider us. But if he did want to, yeah, I, I would entertain it. Right. You know, if, if we like cut Chuma off the roster um, and that was our open roster spot, like, yeah, I, I'd entertain it. I know Magic fans hate him. I you know, I sort of hate him, too, but. He'd be a nice veteran presence that has a ton of playoff experience. Um, if he's if he's buying in and the rest of the team's buying in with him, I, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, P, I think people are so upset at him for uh, injuring Aaron Gordon. Bro, bro, his his ass rightfully hurt so. our guy hurt our guy in the middle of the rightfully in the middle so. of the playoffs. I I, mean, I don't I don't love Kyle Lowry, but I I think he would help this team. You know. Yeah, I so so I wouldn't necessarily want it to happen like. If we we didn't do anything in the trade deadline, I, I'm cool with keeping it as is. Like Anthony Black only played three minutes a day in that Spurs yeah. game. Like you you have you have these guys that are anything could change. And then we we that's that's a great thing about this team is that this team is really really deep, and there's not enough minutes to to go around. Right. So in the event that something were to happen, you know someone can step up. You have someone like Kyle Lowry that I agree with you. I, I don't why why would he want to join him. the Magic. Yeah. Right, right. So um, that makes sense. All right, the next one. This one was a little surprising um, just because we know that, you know, the Pistons are a, a dumpster fire. 
Uh, they made a lot of questionable things. The Knicks got really, really good. Like the Knicks, they the Knicks good. are solid. Yeah. The Knicks got better, and um, the Pistons helped a lot with that. But they ended up making the decision of cutting Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes, if you don't know, is is a local kid uh, from Central Florida. Is that something that interests you? No. Killian Hayes, who has completely fallen. It, it, it's kind of crazy that literally they drop him, right? But yet he was starting over Jane and Ivy for a very, very long time. So the fact that they dropped him is kind of is kind of concerning. But is that is that someone that would interest you at all? No, sir. I, I have no desire to have Killian Hayes on this team. I the type of veterans I want or the type of players I would look at from this buyout market, and we can keep going down the list, but I want I, I don't want projects to like reclaim and reshape into this yeah i think think we're past that we have enough of that on our team yeah especially if you got you know jay howard still baking in the oven like we're still we're still getting him ready to to be able to play with the big boys so you're you're absolutely right there's not enough effort to go around yeah we want to give anthony black those minutes you know yeah so uh, another player that it's pretty interesting uh, we know that the the area of opportunity, the challenge for the magic is shooting. And you have a player like Joe Harris um, that's out there as well. Is that somebody that you think that, Hey, if the magic really wanted to bring somebody off the bench, that could be uh, that can bring his level of shooting. um, Does that pique your interest? I, I don't hate Joe Harris as, as an idea. I don't know if I would cut, Gary Harris to bring in Joe Harris. I think I would still try and get let go of like like Chuma to to bring in that roster spot if Chuma is someone they really don't want to 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 bring on next year. Um, I think I, I think I would consider that you have two Harrises. If if Harris starts like doing real, if uh uh the new Harris. Uh, sorry, what's what's his first name again? I'm spacing. Uh, if if help me out here. What's his first name again? Gary. No, the other Harris. Joe. Joe. Thank you. If Joe Harris was really crushing it in practice and like beat out Gary Harris, um, sure. Yeah, I'm all about it. Like low impact, low risk. Um, but I don't think I'm cutting uh, you know, the two way player of Gary Harris to bring in Joe Harris. You know, that I'm still cutting probably Chuma to make that happen. Yeah, I mean you, I listen, I, I would I would be for it. Because we've seen what he's able to do. Yeah, he might have fallen off a bit. He's only played 16 games this season, but he's still a career averaging above 40% from the three-point line. And listen, just think about the marketing that you're able to do. If you just have a bunch of Joes on your team that can shoot Joes the ball. Joes and a bunch of Harrises. Joe, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Joes and Harris. Yeah. Let, give him the rock. Let him shoot behind the three-point line. He would be somebody that I would be open to. Um, but... I, I don't I don't think like I can't see the magic doing it at this point. I think they're gonna just ride it out with what they have. Uh the team is finally healthy. And I think that for the most part, when we talk about the people in Central Florida in Orlando, there's nobody more excited about the outcome of today than the players. And you, you saw that in today's game. Like everyone seemed happier than usual like we already have a good group that's really happy to play basketball with each other they there's good 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 team chemistry um but everyone was happy that they made it through even if they don't talk about it. jonathan isaac in his interview was talking about he didn't even know that today was a day for the trade deadline 
Sure, Jonathan. Yeah, right. Where there's no way that this team does not have a group chat and they're all not talking about this. Like you know that today is the NBA trade deadline. Um, but you know, I'm I'm good with them not making a decision. I was really disappointed earlier today. I'm a lot calmer now. Magic get a win against the San Antonio Spurs, which really isn't something to be too excited about. Like that's that's a team that you should be beating. Um, but I think that if anyone is feeling any type of way. You have a right to do so. I understand your your frustrations. I understand why you're upset. But something to highlight, like this is this is going to be a successful season. The team has already won. They've already exceeded everyone's expectations. Now it's just a matter of getting the job done as we go into the second half of the season. Do you see any challenges outside of what we know, which we know that the Magic struggle from behind the three-point line. We know that Markel Fultz is is slowly working his way back. But when it comes to finishing out the season now and and making it to the playoffs, we didn't add anyone. There's still a chance that we might. But what do you think is in the way of the Magic making it to the playoffs? Man, I think it's just themselves right now, right? You know, like we have – we had a great game tonight versus the Spurs where good energy – Played hard, defended hard. Um, you know, was, there was a little bit of like sloppiness within the game here and there, uh, but overall, like I think it's just the magic being in their own way, having too many nights where they come out flat-footed, like they did against Miami. Right? You know, end of a road trip, but you know, it's it's if they fall into that rut where they just are complacent and they're not giving a hundred percent effort every single game. Um, then, then that's going to cause a downward spiral. Um, like we've seen, uh, through, through certain segments throughout the year, we can't go on like a, another really big, long two, three week losing streak where, you know, where we go like three out of 12, you know, we, we, we gotta, we gotta stay pretty much 500 or better the rest of the year. And that's going to take like just showing up to every game and every quarter, giving it your all, um, I'm sure there's going to be a couple more games here and there where they're just like, just don't have it that night. Um, and it's not a competition, but as long as that trend doesn't happen multiple games in a row um, and those games are few and far in between, that's, that's, that's what I think is going to stop us. Cause when, when we play top five defense, we can be any game. We can be in any game and we can beat any team. And we know Paulo is getting a lot better at closing games. Franz is starting to find his rhythm. So that's sort of how I'm how I'm looking at that question. And what do you think, man? So as I look at the the standings, right, the Magic currently sit eighth seed in the East, 28 and 24. We're tied with the Miami Heat for um, the seventh to eighth spot. And you got the Pacers who are one game ahead of us, um, followed by the Sixers. Sixers are at 30 and 20. They're dealing with their injuries with Joel Embiid. Um, I, I see them falling. I see us catching up. And then you look yep. behind us. We got the Bulls where we're, you know, eight games ahead of the Bulls. They didn't do nothing, absolutely nothing during so this trade deadline. I so really thought that that was going to be a dumpster fire, and they they decided to stand pat. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. If I was a Chicago Bulls fan, I, I wouldn't be pissed. Be so and then the Hawks ended up doing the exact same thing. They they really didn't make any moves. They decided to keep the Jonte Murray. Then you look at Brooklyn, who, you know, they're – for whatever reason we struggle against them and everyone else just you know they they annihilate them then you got the raptors hornets wizards pistons i like where the magic are at 
Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely opportunity for us to move on, uh, move up. I would love a scenario where we didn't have to do the play-in, um, but I think that as Magic continue to get the ball, like they're they're still working, they're still learning each other, right? Because you're still bringing in Wendell and Markel Fultz from their injuries, and it's still taking them a bit to get acclimated with everyone else, especially Markel. And I think that as time goes on, we're going to see more and more of that, you know, uh, good basketball on the floor. And I and I think that's going to help us out. And it's going to go a long way. So. I like our position. I like where we're at. Um, Miami Heat, they obviously got better with with adding um, Terry Rozier. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And then, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, he's been dealing with his injuries. Can he stay healthy the rest of the season? So the the great thing, the awesome thing is that as we're in the midway point of the season, things can really go anyway. Like we've dealt with our injuries early on. Other teams you know, there, there's no there's no guarantee here. Like anything can happen with any of these teams in front of us. So I, I'm I'm with you. I think the magic we need to focus on us. We need to stay healthy, stay the course, and we need to continue, you know, shooting the basketball at least decently well. Like we we need to be able to find, you know, that that trigger point where we can find success in that space. I'm really interested to see what happens with the 76ers and how long is Embiid going to be out. We know it's probably going to be at least a month ish you know six six seven eight weeks probably um you know Tyrese Maxey incredible player but he is now the best player on that team it is and they got better you know they got buddy healed today um and I think they had another move that that might have made him a little bit better as well but but I I don't know like they could we could catch them you know they're they're only two games ahead of us right now um they have uh well they haven't played as many games as us. They're 30 and 20. We're 28 and 24. Um, but but they they easily they easily could be caught up to if they start going on a little bit of a losing streak here. Um, you know, Indiana, they haven't really found their groove yet. You're right. Tyrese has been in and out with with injuries, and Siakam is, you know, he's there, but they're still trying to find their rhythm there. Um, Miami, you know, they they they're on a downward spiral, but they're gonna figure things out. So I potentially think we could catch the Pacers, um, and I think we potentially could catch the 76ers. Miami, they they got better, so they I think we're kind of neck and neck with them going hopefully upwards in the standings. And yeah, could we could we get in that sixth spot? Could we potentially at least not drop any further than than seventh? Um, you know, and and versus the Hawks or the Bulls or whoever's going to end up in that tenth spot and just beat them once and, and move on to the playoffs. So I'm liking where we're at too, man. I agree with you a lot with that. I, I think I think we're in a really good position to 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 be in the plan or or in the playoffs. And if we're in the plan, get into the playoffs. Yeah, man. I listen, I, I wish that there was more to talk about when it comes to the NBA trade deadline. I mean that's 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 it, man. The magic that's it. we didn't we didn't do anything. And that's that's okay. The worst thing that could happen is we trade for someone that messes up the chemistry of the team. We trade for someone that um, derails us from our mission of making the playoffs. Obviously, we know that our front office are a very savvy group, so I don't I don't believe that they would put us in the position. the The way that I view it is, let let's be honest. No matter how upset anyone may be, the front office is not sitting on their ass. They're just not. They're taking no. calls. They're they're having conversations, and you brought up a really good point um, during the spaces where you talked about like some of the deals that were made that people believe that the Magic might make, 
they it, there may not have been an offer for us, right? There may have been an offer for someone else based on relationships, based on a million different things. And I agree with you 100%. Some things just don't fall for certain teams and a lot of it has to do with relationships, but I don't believe that it was a deal. There was either not a good enough deal that the Magic felt like was fair or there wasn't one that they liked or they really do believe in the group that they have as long as we can stay healthy. And I think that, Although it might be a risky move, it's a move that they decided to make, and we just have to accept it, eat it, move on, and keep going. That's and, it. And I want to add on to that too, man, because it's like we know this front office said a few things. Like we know they have a couple of values right now. They really like a flexible cap sheet, right? So they didn't want to bring on someone, I'm assuming like Tyus Jones, who it, or a, you know could have been Gary Trent Jr. or even Buddy Heald, right? Like a player that's going to be a free agent this summer, and then have to pay pay them another contract, right? I just don't think they were ready to say we're trading for this guy and we're going to give them another contract. And I don't think if, if if they don't fully believe they want to give that player another contract, then it doesn't make sense to 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 go rent them out right now. They'd probably rather retain whatever draft capital will capital it would have been to to get that player and just have that as more ammo this summer um and that that allows them to continue to have flexibility there um there were a couple of players i think that would have allowed us to still have flexibility there but those types of players are still on the teams that didn't you know like like malcolm brogdon like that that player is still on his on on his roster like he didn't get traded at all so it's like you got to think of it that way and then you you know to to bring it back to the point that you mentioned that I mentioned is like we know certain teams just only want to work with with certain people like Leon Rose from the Knicks did not want to do with any clutch players whatsoever um you know until I think even maybe even now but like you know it, it took Rich Paul going to New York just a couple of weeks ago to be like dude we got to bury this hatchet like you can hate me but please stop hating my my players on my agency right um you know, they're going to want at some point, there's going to be someone on clutch sports that wants to play in New York city. So it's like, and they might want them. So, you know, there's weird random agendas like that throughout the league and stuff like that. And like a GM doing another one of their buddy GMs a favor and, and saying like, yeah, I'm going to take your deal over the magic steel because I want to like help you. Cause I know you've helped me in the past or I want you to help me in the future kind of stuff. So there's all sorts of random politics that we don't know about. Um, but, but man, I guarantee John and John and uh, Anthony were on the phone um, and they were talking to people probably right up until the very last minute, um, you know, seeing if anything was going to make sense for this team going forward. Yeah. And that's, that's just where the NBA is at, man. And I, and I think that the magic, again, we, we didn't make a bad deal and at the very least, you can you can hang your hat on that. We finish off the second half of the season, then we're off into the off season where the Magic are expected to be uh, pretty big players. And it, and if you're out there and, and Buddy Healed, if you're like me and you really wanted Buddy Healed on your roster, um, man, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And I mean, obviously, if he doesn't re-sign with the with the Sixers or whatever case may be, you know, it, it's 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 there's still an opportunity. And, and like you said, Tyus Jones didn't go anywhere. Malcolm Brogdon didn't go anywhere. They didn't make a deal with anybody. And this is after hearing numerous different rumors from different teams. It just didn't happen. So, uh, we weren't no the deal. only team connected to those players either. What's that? 
we weren't the only team connected right. to those players either. So yeah, they were connected know. to at least four or five different teams, and, and they, it just they must have had happen. some high asking prices. Yeah. So from this point, right, the Magic have a few games before the All Star break. They got Saturday, uh, so we just finished up San Antonio Spurs. With got a Saturday w? against the Bulls. Uh, Tuesday against OKC, where they're doing Shaq's retirement jersey after the game, and then Wednesday versus the Knicks. I kind of hate the fact that they're doing uh, the retirement jersey after OKC. OKC yeah. is a tough game, kind of killed the flay. Like if we if we win, amazing, but if we lose, it's kind of like yeah, it kind of kills the vibe a bit. Bro, and Shaq's on that announcing crew too. It's the TNT crew. That. He is, yeah, he's going to be on that that uh, that that crew, which which will be cool. But that's going to be a tough game. I mean, OKC is not an easy feat. Um, they're you know they're they're booming hot in the Western Conference right now, um, playing some really good basketball, and that is not going to be an easy matchup. Thankfully, it's a home game. Um, but but yeah, that's that's like a tough night to have a celebration because if we lose. You know, hopefully if we do lose, it's at least competitive and like down to the wire um, and Paulo and Franz go off and and, you know, but but I, I mean, ideally we we spank that ass and we're just we're just winning. I, I swear I'm, I'm going to be listening to every single word from Shaquille O'Neal. If this man says anything negative on that broadcast, uh, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it <laughs> because we we are literally trying our best to be able to have like this this good pathway of of rebuilding a relationship so this man better be talking nothing but positivity and flowers about our orlando magic because we're we're putting your jersey in the raptors man at the yeah. very least you can give us that at the very least on our one and only game on national television you can at least give us that yes sir no man i i think i mean it's gonna be fun man because like we, we got a national te- television game there the jersey retirement too and then we have one more game versus the Knicks on the 14th, um, the very next night. And then it's all-star break and we get to watch Paulo and well, well, I, I'm just teeing it up. Then we go into all-star break with some other really exciting things, right? I'll, I'll let you take over this transition, but it's going to be a fun little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect segue. So it was announced that Paulo Bancaro is going to be participating in the skills challenge. And uh, it, it's kind of funny the way that they, they adjusted these teams, man, how they put these teams together. So uh, the first team, just to kind of break it down, if you didn't get a chance to see it, um, the first team is the team top picks. So former number one picks in the NBA, you got Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wimbanyama on one team, followed by the home team of Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Benedict Matherin, and then Miles Turner. And then the kind of team all-stars with Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. So, um, so first and foremost, what are your thoughts on Paolo Bancaro and the skills challenge um, and teaming up with the number one picks? And then talk, talk to me about why they thought adding some replacements in Scotty Barnes and Trey Young in for team all-stars was a good idea. I'm dude, I'm laughing just because you call them almost all-stars. Um, no, man, to, 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 to calm my laughs to, down. Listen, wait, okay, wait, wait, before you even answer that question. All right. Does it feel the same? Does it feel the same if no. you weren't selected for the original group, the, the, the first cast and you're only in it, for the injuries i mean does it I, does it count do you it, do you still feel do you feel pride in that you're still an all-star but there is a level of there's levels to this right um and and you are definitely not on the same level as the ones that 
are getting voted in by the coaches, just like the ones getting voted in by the coaches are not on the same level as the starters. Um, no disrespect to Paula. He will get there one day, but um, there, there's levels to this, right? You know, Paula's going to play like 10 minutes compared to some of these other guys that will play 15 plus minutes in the all-star game, you know? Um, and, and it's just, you know, these guys like Scotty, like the injury replacements and stuff like that, the almost all-stars, like, I'm sure they're happy to be there. I'm sure they're honored that their name got called that way. Um, but do they feel some type of way about it? Absolutely. I think who was it? Um, was Anthony Edwards a injury replacement? His, his first all-star, it was someone on the West that was like in the last year or two, that was an injury replacement. And they, they said, you know what? It meant more the second time when they were, they were voted in. Right. right? Um, and then, then the first time. So uh, it, it's, yeah, man, I, I, I I think it does mean a little bit more when you are not an injury replacement. Yeah, man. Because listen, I, I know that when they announce the the reserves for the All Star, Paulo Bencaro's name was the last one to be is the last one to be named. Um, but man, it, it, to me, if Paulo Bencaro's name wasn't named, and he's only making it in because Julius Randle got injured, it just it wouldn't it wouldn't have the same feeling for me as. Just as a as a viewer, as a consumer, I just wouldn't be able to accept it the same way, right? So Scotty Barnes making it in. Trey Young. Trey Young, in my opinion, he's an all-star. You can debate with your moms. He should have been in there. He wasn't. It is what it is. But Scotty Barnes, in my opinion, I still got people in my mentions. Like I I I got responded to a tweet from 2021, right? 2021? <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. Um, 2021 talking about Scotty Barnes in comparison with Jalen Suggs, like the, whatever the, the, the fight that we have, the beef that we have with Raptors fans over the Jalen Suggs and Scotty Barnes is just never going to die out. It's just, it's just not, but I do it's find evolving it funny. Too. What's that? It's evolving too. First it was yeah. Scotty first. It was Suggs and it transitioned to full Franz and now it's transitioned yep. to Apollo. They just, just, it's revolving. I like guess it's revolving. But man, I'm I'm expecting for Paolo, Anthony, and Victor to to dominate. Like I yes. think that those three are, you know, they're number one picks for a reason. And I think that they're they're gonna do well, man. Um but I, I will I say if it's not us, if it's not, you know, team number one pick in the draft, I do think that Scotty Barnes, Tyrese, and Trey has it over Indiana. Yeah, I mean, those guys are all as much as we joke about them, they're all very skilled ball handlers, skilled passers. Um, I, I think that's gonna be a really fun team and probably our, our stiffest competition over the the you know, the the home team with, with Miles Turner in it. You know, no disrespect to Miles Turner, but he's not the ball handler and passer, and that's kinda like you need those skills when it comes to the skill challenge. Yeah. Now let me ask you, does it feel different for you with Paulo making it in representing the magic in the skills challenge representing the magic in, in the all-star game but does it feel different with Paulo than it did when let's say uh nicola made it in yeah man um i mean i was really psyched for uh for vooch to make it those years um you know i thought he earned it particularly that first year he was playing amazing that year the team was winning that year um but you know i think he was like 28 29 when he made it something like that um and and we have a all-star who's 21 so it's like we <laughs> He's not even at his peak where where Vooch made it at his peak. And we kind of all knew like the writing was on the wall with this team. Like it, it was not going to last another 
it, it, it kind of was maxing out and we kind of knew they had to do some big changes for it to, to get to the next step. Um, and with, with this, we know it's just getting started. Right. Okay. And, and for him to be the youngest all-star on the, on, that that's on the entire thing, not including the, the, the fake all-stars, the, you know, the injury replacements, the Scotty Barnes, but like the real all-stars, um, he's the youngest one out of all of them by like two or three seasons. You know, I think the next youngest is, is Anthony Edwards. And then it jumps to a bunch of dudes in their like mid to late twenties and thirties. And, um, you know, it's just like, it means a lot, you know, like no one else in his draft class got, got selected. No one else in the class before him got selected or after him. So it's like the, the next closest with Anthony Edwards. And so I, I think it does mean a lot and it shows how truly dominant he's been in that the coaches, even cause like when he got voted in, like, the Magic had won a couple more games, but we had kind of just slowly starting to get out of that like two week, three week slump of just slodge with this Magic team. Uh, and even Paulo had a couple weird games back then too. So it's like, yeah, man, it does mean a lot, and I'm damn proud of him. And um, you know, it just shows that we got a really bright future ahead of us. What about you? Yeah, man, too, super exciting. Like uh, again, I, I was super excited when Vooch made it in. Um, and I, I talked about this with Al in the last episode that, uh, with you also, cause you were on there. But, um, when we found, when we found out that, you know, Paulo wanted, like I, there was a lot of internal excitement to another, like, like, I felt like we won the number one draft pick all over again. Like it was that level of excitement. Um, so I'm really happy for Paulo, man, because this is where things change, right? We, we talked about how we feel like this is going to impact us from a national level, right? We, we talked about how. You know, just from a voting perspective, from the fans, you know, we we saw that there was a want, a need, a a uh, recognition from fan base, not just from Orlando, but from everywhere, from a national standpoint, that that people also believe that Paolo Bencaro should should be there, right? So absolutely, um, yeah, man, su- super excited. It does feel different, and uh, we we know that he's going to represent the Magic well, which is which is the exciting part now. I'll be honest with you, Paolo Bencaro is not the only one representing the Orlando Magic, or should I say the Magic at um, All-Star Weekend. Uh, Mac McClung, man. So Mac want your perspective. So a uh, couple things. Uh, obviously Magic-related and then not Magic-related. First and foremost, Matt McClung, who is not signed on the Orlando Magic roster. He's signed Yet. under Osceola Magic. <laughs> Do you think that he's going to end up uh, rocking the Osceola Magic jersey? Like, do you, he's he, so la- last year he was right. He he had a contract with the Sixers, yeah. right? They gave him a um, two way. Yes, they gave him a two way right right before right before the finish line. Right, this will be the first time that they have like a G League participant, right? Um, if he doesn't sign with. The magic so i guess a, a couple things if he does sign with the magic on a two-way who gets cut and then uh how excited are you to see him represent the magic the magic the magic having a player represented in the slam dunk contest is kind of starting to become more tradition than than anything we we got a lot of participants over our years but i get some more trophies you, yeah i know telling us man they 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 got us in debt we need we need some of that but what what are your thoughts? Do you Man. think he has a chance? He's obviously going against. It was uh, announced: Jalen Brown, uh, Jaime Jaquez, and Jacob Toppin. 
Did did uh did did Jalen Brown actually commit? I know he, he was like thinking yep. about it. He actually, dude, that's awesome. Heck yeah, yeah. man! It's so, so cool. it's it's official, and it's funny because I I kind of spoke too early when I heard that it was, uh, you know, Jacob Toppin. He signed. He has a two way with the Knicks, and I'm just like, man, this slam dunk contest is starting to turn into just, you know, a G League slam dunk contest. Yeah. And then immediately after, I read Jalen Brown, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's, that's awesome. awesome. Because yeah. it's been a minute since we have, like, you know, a caliber player like Jalen Brown. I think the last yeah. time was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Um, but, I mean, g- give me your thoughts. Mac McClellan, yeah, man. I'll see you on the I, Magic. I'm really excited. I think, I think two things, man. I wouldn't be surprised if right before we cut Admiral Schofield, thank you for your services. You've been great. But you're cl- this is the last year you can even be a two-way. Um, so it's like... And he's clearly not going to be a part of our future long term at all. Um, but, you know, I think he would be the one cut and then we would bring Mac into a two way spot so he can wear a magic jersey. Uh, I'll be but- honest with you. That's dude. That's grimy. Like that is yeah. super. That's a little sleazy, man. Oh, it cutting is. Admiral cutting Admiral Schofield. Even even if it's I mean, not would Admiral. you cut Queen, would you cut Harris? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't cut. cut. Honestly, I think I think it's traveling. But Maybe. here, here's yeah. here's my thing though. Traveling, he's the only one that ha- has has played. He's played significant. So, and, yes, and Fra- and Fultz is injury prone. So it's like we kind of can't cut him. Like we're not going to cut. I mean, Kevon Harris hasn't played as a, a second, but Admiral's just vibes. He's just there for vibes and soulness. <laughs> um, no disrespect, of, Admiral. Kevon, Kevon's a hooper, man. He's 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 a dog. Also, he just hasn't been healthy. I, I would personally cut Admiral. Um, but 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 at the same point, the league is trying to promote the G League more. That's why there's a bunch of G League players playing in like the Rising Stars competition. They're trying to to level up that league, give it more attention. So I could also see the magic, you know, in the league kind of talking this over. Should we like cause I they they could be having those discussions, like do we bring them up, do we not? the league could potentially be involved in those discussions a little bit. Like what kind of optics do they want at the all-star break uh, or at the all-star events? And they could say, you know what? Like, let's bring, let's highlight the amazing players we have in the G league and allow him to participate in a G league Jersey and all that. I think I would prefer to have him in a magic Jersey than a G league Jersey, to be quite honest with you. Um, But yo, we got the reigning dunk champion in the, in, a magic Jersey. It could be Orlando. It could be Osceola. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of exciting. Hopefully he brings us home another trophy, but gosh, if he brings home Osceola, a trophy and it's not even, listen, in, it's not even Kia center, that's going to be a weird look too. <laughs> listen, listen, as, as in a Osceola resident. So I don't want to disrespect. Listen, you us Kasimians were hyped about Mac McClung representing the Osceola magic. Like people are hyped about it. All right. How, how much Osceola magic have you watched this year, Anthony? Zero. <laughs> but, but at my job, we we got they they stopped Osceola magic. They they stopped by the office. They they dropped off this nice little box that has like all the schedules, right? And uh, when people walk in, you know, my clients are they're taking them, right? It's empty, right. man. So people right. people there's there's a there's a want there's a need. I haven't gone to a game yet. I haven't watched the game yet. Um, but it, have you I got seen any kids, Mac McClung G League hi- hi- highlights? What's that? 
Have you seen any Mac McGlung G League highlights? Absolutely. Of of games? Yes. All right. Uh, all right. Oh, wait, of Mac McClung? No, uh, not, Mac McClung. not one. <laughs> not one. They, they've all been strictly Jay Howard. Every single one of them have been yeah. Jay Howard. Yeah. I, I think I, it's great that he's in there. I think it's great that he's a part of our squad getting invited back. Um, either way, whether it's Osceola or Orlando, I think it's awesome. Um, but I, I do hope it is with a, with a magic jersey. And again, thank you for your services, Admiral Schofield. You've been great. Um, I think we have enough muscle elsewhere in case we get into a fight that can probably handle it. Um, <laughs> Mac McGlung looks pretty swole for like a six foot person, you know, like let's go. Yeah. Uh, honestly, from, from a, a business marketing perspective, it would make the most sense <clears throat> to assign them to a two way, put them in a magic uniform um, and the magic be on one of the biggest stages you know, on that day, which is a slam dunk contest. It just, Dude, it, it just is what it is. He could have played three minutes tonight in garbage time versus the Spurs. He, he could have, you know, it's, it's interesting because now you make me want to do some research in terms of, did he get any minutes in Philadelphia? Has he scored a point in the NBA? It's a lot of questions that I probably should have researched before this podcast. Now I feel unprepared. I, I did the research once and I think it's like I think he's played like less than twenty NBA like minutes in like three seasons. Yeah, that 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 sounds accurate. But regardless, man, I'm I'm ruined for him. This this is what I want, right? I would love it if Mac McClung beats Jalen Brown. That's what I would love. My personal perspective, I think that would be great TV. It would be a great underdog story. Um and I think that, you know, if they if if the Magic decide not to, it would be amazing to see Osceola like on the on the grand stage, marketing on another level, the most highlighted and respected G League team in all of G League. I think that'd be a, a, a great a great story that needs to be written. I lied. Sorry. I, I lied. He's played more than twenty minutes in his seasons. He's played oh, you see. four career he's had four seasons in the NBA. Um, with two-way positions, and um, he's played a total of uh, five games, two with Philadelphia, one with the Lakers, one with That's Chicago, right. and two with Toronto. Um, very impressive stats with the Philadelphia in those two games. He played, uh, he played twenty, averaged twenty minutes uh, per game. He shot 36% from three on five attempts per game. He had a 55% uh, efficiency rating, and he averaged 12 points a game, 12.5. Zero blocks, zero steals, and 4.5 assists. Um, Not bad. You know, if we we could get that for, like, you know, when we blow out the Knicks uh, and and he gets five minutes of garbage time and we blow out – you know, Oklahoma city in front of Shaq on TNT. And he gets some like good five, six minutes there throws up a couple windmills in the middle of garbage time. Like I'd be psyched on that. Yeah. I think, I think we need to do some research in terms of what, when the cutoff time is, when is the deadline? When do the magic, if they, if they made the decision to add Mac McClung, like, do they have to do it before that OKC game? Can they do it before, you know, all-star break begins? Like when is, when is the cutoff time? Could they do it 10 minutes before the game? That would be... 
I would just do it now, though. Is Admiral really going to be in the lineup at all? We're healthy. I don't. I don't know. I've never personally. I've never liked the way that we've handled two ways. I, I feel like two ways should have been a more of a a development position. I don't feel like we've truly, truly utilized it in that way. It's it's always been, you know, fillers. We could we can go down that rabbit hole another day. I partially agree with you, and I I also there there was a couple people we attempted. It just didn't turn out well. No, it didn't. It did. Well, anyways, on that game. note. All Star Break is the next the next big thing. We got the Bulls, OKC, the Knicks, and then a nice, nice little break before we get into the second half of the season. Trade deadline was a dud, but we're expecting some some great things happening for All Star Weekend, and hopefully after that we continue to stay healthy. And then, man, it, it's a it's a straight pathway to the postseason. It's going to be a lot of exciting basketball ahead of us. And uh, man, it's 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 buckle up time, man. And all the kings said that we need to work out, have the players enjoy this little break, and then it's it's go time. So, Stephen, man, I, I appreciate you joining, um, joining me today and and replacing Al. And uh, man, we we gotta do it again. Man, absolutely, I appreciate you having me, Al. Thank you for going on a work trip so I can hang out with Ant for another hour yeah. in the middle of the week. Um, that's always exciting. Um. Magic are are six and four out of the last ten. They're starting to roll. They're they're four and one out of the last five. And this podcast is rolling just like the magic. And I love that. Check out HQ, Orlando Magic HQ. We got tons of stuff going on right now for all you listeners. Um, you know, shout out to our spaces, guys. We we had, you know, uh Bryce and Stanley. They've been doing some big things. The Friday, they have a Friday special with Kendra um kendra douglas tomorrow so tune into that or the day you're listening to this on on february 9th tune into that big time that'll be fun um and then uh you know keep keep tapping into our podcast and and our live streams and 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 let's go magic and appreciate you having me man this is a lot of fun good stuff good stuff the show was presented by bent online it's a wrap we'll catch you guys next week For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.